right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Katie. Happy almost birthday. (gasps) Hey, Monica. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm excited to get to share this last day of your this year. Of your this year. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to reveal how old you are. Yeah. My 21st year was great. Mm -hmm. It was so wonderful, filled with margaritas, dancing. Lots of learning opportunities. So So aren't they always? So much always learning. Wow. (laughs) So much always learning. Sounds like uh, you had a fun weekend. It sounds like you did too. It was a very merry unbirthday to us. Yes. We went to the Shearwood Festival like we mentioned last week. Yep. In our complete mashup characters who were a total fun hit. Yeah. We got compliments. We had fun. We swirled around. Mm-hmm. We got several of our friends to go along too. And so we just had a great time. Acting in character and being silly and just enjoying the beautiful Texas weather. Which was all over the place. From hot and sunny to cold and windy to rainy. The whole shebang. (laughs) It was a good time. Yeah, it was a really fabulous time. And I really do enjoy uh, getting to be silly with an accent at a Renfest with you. Mm-hmm. I enjoy getting to be silly with you too. And I really enjoyed what we did last night. Yeah, for my uh, birthday, Monica took me out to the Secret Comedy of Women in downtown San Antonio. It was hysterical. An awesome two-lady performance by Barbara Gehring and Linda Klein. They are hilarious. They cracked us up through their improv and their sharing of their stories they shared and revealed uh, out of their real live childhood diaries and they kind of had their their set was like a teenage girl's room it was a pink room with shag carpet boys from like the 70s 80s era or 60s 70s yes definitely yeah Lots uh, of uh, yeah. boys. Sure shag carpet. Yep. <laughs> okay. uh, and boy posters on the wall and um, all sorts of hilarious props. I feel like I've used the word hilarious three times already, but that's just really what it was. It made you feel like you were over at their house for a slumber party. Mm-hmm. When you walked in, they, both these ladies um, were in their bra and panties, mm-hmm. chilling on the bed. They had, and it wasn't like we're trying to be sexy. They were just like reading magazines and in these like boy shorts and cute bright bra tops and <clears throat> just having a good conversation just together, to- laughing. And we were like just walking in and getting seated while they're doing their totally candid thing. They passed around lotion in the beginning. Like, anybody need? Is anyone feeling dry? Like, so everybody was. <laughs> rubbing lotion into our hands we look out and everyone's like sniffing the lotion and it was and- like that classic mom scent you know just the original jergens you know everybody it's such a nostalgic smell yeah and my mom did actually use that lotion so um for years and years and it does it just reminded me of of childhood mm-hmm. for sure they did such a great job pulling you back into that nostalgic zone of feeling like a, a a kid again like in that mindset of so much newness and needing all this courage to face the changes that are coming and they did such a great job balancing that really delicate and awkward time with the comedy that we can now look back on though there was a youngster in the crowd she was 10 
Yeah. I felt sorry for her. She was probably a little confused. Yeah. Who put the men in menopause? Who put the guy in gynecologist? Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. They had so many fun skits, and they really did a great job just, yeah, like you said, making you feel the way you were so vulnerable at that age. But I think that these ladies really were vulnerable on the set. They... Like wearing your bra and underwear when people are walking in, that's a courageous, vulnerable move Mm -hmm. for sure. And it made me feel more comfortable seeing them be that vulnerable. It like it's made me feel more at ease. Which was like the reverse of when you get on stage or when you have to give a speech, imagine the audience naked. They're like, Well, we're just gonna get naked and (laughs) skip that whole imagining whatever backwards part. I love that. So funny. Yeah, that it worked. It really did work. It made me feel I I think that there is something to that that if if we could allow ourselves to be more courageous and more vulnerable, um, then it can make other people feel more comfortable around Mm -hmm. us and around themselves in themselves. And more able to have that courage themselves. Mm -hmm. It encourages that word encourage has the root courage in there to like share in courageousness. Mm Mm-hmm. So they are just encouraging us to get out there and be awesome, silly, wild women, which they are being. And they surely inspired me to want to. They had so many silly songs and they made these commercials. And then they also featured actual old commercials, which were great to uh, look back on how far we've come as women or definitely our society in general, as far as what's acceptable to market with. I don't want to reveal too much. You guys should really go check it out um, if it's coming to a town near you. I'm not sure where they are in their touring. Yeah. I have no idea either. We should look into that. Or maybe you will if you're interested enough. But it's the secret comedy of women. They have an at girls only comedy. You could maybe tag or search that tag and see what they're up to. Yeah. And they're based in Denver. So if you're uh, anybody listening in Colorado, then... Um, that's originally produced at the stage at the Denver Center Attractions. Hmm. So you could go check them out there. But yeah, highly recommend that. And, you know, it's kind of funny as it's my birthday tomorrow. Uh, I'm thinking about that courageous thing on the older we get, you would think we would become more courageous with age. But I think that sometimes for me, you know, I'll just speak from my own experience. That's all the one I know. Mm -hmm. I was had a really great time, you know, being wild and free in college. And I think that as time goes on, the nature of myself is kind of to like want to form a shell almost. It's like you kind of like retreat into your comfort zone. And so I think that as we get older, but then there's that flip side that you think, well, the older you get, the more courageous you should be, the more yourself you should be. Like, who cares about what other people think? Who cares about all that judgment? But it takes work to do that. Mm -hmm. So we kind of need to be mindful of, you know, making sure that we're still being vulnerable, that we're still acting in ways that make other people feel welcome and comfortable and that make us feel, I don't know. Make ourselves feel welcome and comfortable. Yeah. And then we'll be able to make others feel welcome and comfortable. Yeah. Also makes me think of like kids are really super courageous. You know, they don't have all of that context of uh, when you fall, it hurts and they don't know about people's attitudes and deception and manipulation and kids are well hopefully for the most part hopefully kids 
are unaware of some of that stuff that happens that actually makes us fearful. They haven't and, learned all the society bullshit yeah, <laughs> that yeah. makes us crawl can, into the shell, that makes us say, oh, no, she's looking at me funny. Oh, I need to be popular. I have to act this way to to gain friends mm-hmm. or whatever. I, You know, I need to just... I guess that phrase approaching life with a childlike sense of curiosity is like that filter of fear is gone and they're just seeing what they can do and they don't know if they can't color yet. They don't know if they're terrible on a sports field and they don't know if they're not funny. They don't know if they can hold a tune yet. No one's told them anything so they're willing to try it all try everything and that's something we have talked about wanting Mm -hmm. to embody more that you know what would your inner eight-year-old would they approve of your doing right now and And then on the flip side what would your inner Mm -hmm. 80-year-old say or Mm -hmm. if they would approve and I think that as we get that older older age a lot of people kind of start to just not care they're Mm -hmm. like well it's that thing about, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We only have so many fucks to give. In your whole life, you only have so many fucks that you can give. And it, when you're born, you have this bowl full of them. All <laughs> the fucks. All the fucks. I like yes. this. Wait, are we talking about a bowl full of foxes? That sounds cute. <laughs> That's real cute. Um, and you kind of have a lot when you're in your teenage years you're so concerned about everything around you Mm -hmm. as time goes on you have less and less and less and when when you're old you're like you know what i'm not gonna worry about any of y'all's bullshit i'm only concerned about myself and i don't have any fucks to give i have none left so sorry i'm gonna live my life the way i want to um, and I think that at this age in my, I will say in my thirties, um, I have, it's, you're kind of in this weird transition where like your twenties are behind you, your old age is in front of you and you can kind of get stuck in this, um, place where you're trying to really still fit into society and, and it's sometimes mm-hmm. liberating to be able to, that's probably why I love the Renaissance festival because society rules aren't really flying Flying, so much there. Right. You can do outside the box business yeah but wherever you find yourself 20s 30s 40s 50s i think this applies 60s 70s it applies to to all the ages we can all get stuck in those same things it's really not an age thing i'm just thinking about that Mm because you know where i am you're about to have a turning yeah (laughs) which is great i'm happy to be here yeah i heard something where did i oh i think i read it in brene brown's one of Brene Brown's books, and she discusses um, the potential for a midlife crisis being so often uh, we we probably in that 30s and 40s range get in that comfort zone. We start doing the sameness. It's all what um, whatever we set ourselves up for in our 20s, we're now just living that groove. And whether we consciously made those choices or we ended up in this position – Either, however it happened, we have found ourselves at 45. I'm not 45, <laughs> but potentially the we has found themselves there and they are like, what am I doing? You know, and it's not necessarily like you hate where you are or you don't love your spouse anymore. It's more just like, have I done the things I want to do? And now what do I need to do to make those things happen? And it's mm-hmm. this sudden scurry shuffle to to accomplish your goals, which you weren't even sure if you've ever articulated. And so that's why we feel like it's so important to assess and goal set and reassess our habits and see mm-hmm. what we're doing and m- make sure that the things we're doing all the time 
are the things we want to be doing all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> in yep. lieu of our thoughts and the way we talk and the way we hang out, all the ways. Uh, are we doing it the way we want to? Yeah, I think that you just brought up so many awesome points. It's um, making sure to check those lists and to, to make your goals. and So that you don't end up in a crisis mode in the future. Like yeah, because it can happen shit. if you just... Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> if you're just going around <laughs> doing the thing... Every single morning, you know, waking up and doing the exact same routine that you did yesterday. If it didn't work yesterday, it's not going to work today. So Mm -hmm. what can I do to shift my habits to get out of that mindset to, you know, be a little bit more mature while being more courageous, while being more youthful, while being more fun? What, how can we do it? We're trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant, I don't want to use the word battle because that sounds terrible. It's a constant dance. Dance. I love that. Yes. Thank you. Because <laughs> um, it is. There's so much at play. And so you just have to go as much as we can with the flow of ourselves and listen to our hearts. <laughs> Something like that. With courage. Yes. What has he got that I ain't got? Courage. <laughs> Again, oh, if you haven't man. seen The Wizard of Oz, that's what you should go yeah. do next. That's exactly. Put it on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have another story share for you guys today. Yes. Our friend from Galveston, Texas, Travis Bible. Actually, if you were listening a couple episodes back, then you heard our other friend Marissa Bible Uh, These two are creatively linked forever in matrimony. They're a hilarious married couple, and we love them dearly. And Travis shared his story with Marissa, but we had a cue already. We had to have him wait. So we've had the long-awaited share of Travis's mystery story encompassing the prompts from episode 10. So he, there were the three prompts he swore on his mother's grave, and Tom lost 25 bucks at the races, and the last time they saw a movie were the prompts he used to create this story, which Katie will share with you now. Awesome. He swore on his mother's grave, but then again, he swore on just about everything. Tom grew up perfecting the art of lying. His father was renowned FBI investigator Chate Malone, expert truth finder. So, as you'd imagine, Tom had a hard time getting anything past his old man. Susan peered deeply into his brown-green eyes and tried to tell if he was being honest. Tom had duped her before. Tom lost at the races and told her that he'd been mugged. He went day drinking with his buddies and came back sloppy drunk, insisting he'd been drugged. Somehow, Susan peered past his eyes and saw his past. She knew that Chet in the big shoes Tom's job as a keymaker had yet to match. She developed, or perhaps was born with an instinct of telling if Tom was being honest. The last time they saw a movie, Tom had sworn he'd never seen Jurassic World. Yet, he spoiled every scene by telling Susan exactly what was going to happen. She knew he was lying when the police came knocking, asking if anyone had seen or heard anything from the previous night. A body had been discovered in a pool of vomit and blood. The body, it turned out, was none other than Chet Malone. 
Dun, dun, dun. What you been up to, Tom? Do we think he killed his dad? Did he? Oh my gosh, Travis. Please continue the story and do fill us in. Yeah, we need to know the details. Speaking of details, Chet Malone, awesome detail on a last name. Mm-hmm. I liked his blue-green eyes. <laughs> yes, that liked... was uh, captivating. Yeah, it really was. You did a great job. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing big time. And it made us want to share stories. And we have a fun uh, spin we're pulling on our prompt game today. Yeah, normally we uh, pull our prompts, as you all know, from The Writer's Toolbox by Jamie Cat Callen. But we were in, so inspired by our show last night that we wanted to do something a little bit differently today. So we each took to writing down five or six prompts that... Uh, we were inspired by the story or by the show last night. So we wrote down a few things that, whatever, I have no idea what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> but a couple different things. And we're going to draw three of them. And our idea, which is actually a courtesy of my mother. Thank you, Sarah Jane, for having this awesome idea to frame our um, writing with the beginning, Dear Diary. Yep. So you will start out your page with Dear Diary. If you are participating, go ahead and get your pen and pad ready. Write Dear Diary at the top. We're going to give you three kind of like the six cents cards. We just wrote down some. I think that's how I, Mm -hmm. is that what you did? Yep. Good. (laughs) Glad we we discussed this. Glad we planned this out. Um, So we'll give you one prompt at a time. Write for three minutes or pause us. Write for three minutes. Come back to us. Uh, We'll give you a total of three prompts for a full story. If you're not playing along, it'll feel like an instant. Monica's ready. Grab a prompt. What you got? The way the lotion felt on my dry hands. Dear diary. The next prompt. The awkward tension in fifth grade health class. Okay, our third and final prompt. Wrapping up your story with the thing the boy said to me. Hmm. That was a fun one. Yeah, I liked the the diary twist. Yeah, dear diary, except I totally forgot midway through that I was doing a diary entry. And I <laughs> also, I think my fifth grader is really mature. <laughs> hey, that happened. Might have lost some of my context there. Anyway, it's fine. It's, it's good. part of the process. It is. I like it, though, the theme. Okay, so we're going with it. Dear diary, I am so mortified. Today at school... We had to go to the special room to hear this special talk about how special this time of our lives and how special it is to be female. Hmm. Coach Amber looked super nervous as we all piled in and sat on the floor. They started telling us that as women, it's important to have soft skin and avoid aging. They passed around this huge jug of lotion and instructed us to make sure we rubbed it even up to our elbows. It felt strange at first, all of us applying lotion together, but I have to admit, it felt so good on my dry arms. How come I hadn't noticed my skin was changing? Then they started talking about cycles and shedding, and just like our outer layer does, so would our inner what? As Coach went into what felt like murder mystery detail, I felt myself begin to squirm. None of this felt special at all. It was in fact very especially terrible sounding. Surely the boys had some equally terrible feature to deal with, and I wondered where they had been this whole time. What had they been learning about? 
Also today at lunch, my friend Henry sat down with me. He looked super awkward, like he had just seen a ghost. He wouldn't say anything and kept his book in his lap the whole time. Boys are weird. Love, Sally. (laughs) That was perfect. And if you hadn't told me you forgot, I never would have known you forgot. (laughs) That was great. Yeah, I guess if you just end it with whatever. Yeah. You can write anything you want in your diary. True. Anyway. Yay. That was good. Thanks, friend. Here's my spin. Dear Diary. The way the lotion felt on my dry hands was nice, but now the pen keeps slipping and causing my handwriting to be all sloppy. LOL. I do love this purple pen, though. So smooth with its smoothness. Well, I guess it's been a boring day if all I can write about is how I'm writing. Ha ha. Hmm. Let's see. There must be something I can share with you. Math class is so hard. I flunked the test I told you about. I knew I should have studied, but I went to the sleepover instead. It was great, except Molly was there, and you know how she's so mean to me? Ever since that fifth grade, in fifth grade, when we had that awkward tension in health class during sex ed. Come on, it was three years ago, an eternity. She's so immature. I don't know why Lisa and Janet like her at all. All she does is talk about other people. And she's so mean. And she's always got a new boyfriend, like every week. Gross. Lisa had her first kiss. She told us all about it. She said Mitch had taken she said Mitch had been acting weird at PE, then grabbed her hand and ran behind a tree and kissed her right on the mouth. I don't really know how I feel about Johnny anymore. I thought he had a crush on me and I liked the attention. I'm not gonna lie. But the other day he asked me if I'd give him Janet's number. I guess he likes her, not me. Oh, well, he's got a big pimple on his nose, and I totally hate his new haircut. Oh, mom's calling me for dinner. It's taco night. Gotta go. Love, Brittany. Yes. You did a great job keeping it in diary form. Oh, that's good. I liked it. Oh, man. I do remember writing your diary entry. Mm -hmm. So fun. So fun. Do you guys remember writing in a diary? Perhaps you're drawn to this prompt because it's a funny Dear Diary way. Uh, you should give us a share. Yeah, for sure. The girls did mention um, in the comedy show last night that they never realized how connected they were until, well, they were they never felt as connected until they read each other some of their diary entries. So Monica and I want to do that. So maybe you have a bestie. You can go um, pull out your old diaries together and kind of go through some of those embarrassing mm-hmm. moments and see how far we've come. Yes, <laughs> we have look come how far we've come. So it's awesome yay well if you enjoyed uh listening to us please do review us share us tell about us um maybe you have a prompt you want to send to kt and moni at gmail.com a prompt or a story yep whatever you got send us something our way and share the love right here right now Bye. bye